Oh, my gosh, it's crazy in America today. But it's Tuesday, so of course it is. Uh, let me talk to you first about our, uh, our sponsor. It is FreedomWorks. FreedomWorks, uh, we all know that socialism is being imported uh, by the progressives and the democratic socialists here in America. However, uh, our side is actually helping as well. Our HHS secretary, Alex Azar, is helping the socialist cause by trying to let foreign countries dictate the prices of our medicine. I don't know about you, but that's not what I signed up for. This really hurts these pharmaceutical companies. This really hurts medicine that we expect to have. Uh, it can't happen. Please tell Secretary Azar to fix patients and not prices. Go to freedomworksforme.org, freedomworksforme.org, and stop this socialist bleed. fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program when the migrant caravans cross the river and the international bridge aiden lopez springs into action he shuts down his shop and he takes cover what's happening on the border america needs to know democrats you are going to lose the 2020 election. And I say good riddance to you. You will deserve to lose because the Americans are going to blame what is happening on our border directly on you where it belongs. We go there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. So if you're in pain... What you need to try is Relief Factor. And I say try it. It works for 70% of the people. It doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who take it feel better. And they take it day after day after day. And I take it three times a day. What, what I ask that you do, if you are in a place that, quite frankly, I was about 18 months ago, I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, I can't live this way. I cannot live my life this way. And I had tried everything, and you know, then the only thing left, narcotics. Okay, good. So now I can be sleepy and and uh, and and addicted to a painkiller. I don't want to live my life that way either. So what do you do? Try Relief Factor. If it works, you get your life back. It's worked for me. Relief Factor. Try it now. It'll reduce inflammation. Try the three-week quick start. If if it doesn't work, you're out twenty bucks. If it does. Your life changes. Relief Factor. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. When the migrant caravans cross the river and the international bridge, Aiden Lopez springs into action. He shuts down his shop and takes cover. Like many merchants along the southern border, Lopez, 59, said his business is suffering due to a recent escalation in crime committed by migrants. Many of them are now calling for the Mexican government to shut its doors. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the southern border I'm talking about is the southern border of Mexico. This is how bad things are on the Mexican border. Lopez, 
59, owns a stall selling blue jeans in this city of nearly 15,000 people on the southern tip of Mexico. Since last October, thousands of mostly Central American asylum seekers have overwhelmed his city, which is just steps from a bridge connecting Mexico to Guatemala. With no other place to go, many camp out in the town square and beg. We know, he says, they're not all bad people. But when they started to come through, there was suddenly a lot of robberies and assaults. So now we've got a multitude crossing the border. We just closed the shop. At first, many tried to help the migrants by distributing food and water. But when they started arriving by the tens of thousands, local merchants were overwhelmed. Now they're asking us for help, and we can't help everyone. This is from an owner of an outdoor restaurant in the town square where recently arrived migrants from Central America and Haiti beg for food, beg for water. We have a lot of migrants and they've caused a lot of problems here. Garcia, 61, told the reporter they've robbed and assaulted people. We have a dead person here or a dead person over there. They're constantly begging. They urinate in the streets and we know they're human beings. We know they don't have a place to go, but we don't want them here anymore. A spike in crime is forcing shopkeepers to close before dark, keeping tourists away. It's sad what's happening in our town. We can't receive in our home people that we don't know anything about. Let me say that one again. This is again from a Mexican citizen on the Mexican southern border. We cannot receive in our home who we don't know anything about. Last week... In Mexico, the Regional Chamber of Commerce accused the Central American gangs of committing most of the city's crimes. We have a lot of problems at the southern border, he said. Truly sad that this could cost us the development of the entire region. With no place to stay and few resources, thousands of migrant camps outside of the Federal Immigration Detention Center there in Mexico waiting for documents that will allow them to cross through Central Mexico to get to America. Some live in the main square. They hang their wet laundry on park fences and they sleep on sidewalks at the immigration center. Pregnant women lie on the concrete pavement and desperate parents beg passersby for food for their children. Last week, dozens clamored around a blue pickup carrying crates of bananas that were being handed out by a local police by a local priest this is what's happening on the southern border of mexico i got a call last night it's just as bad on our border and we have to have a conversation about this Stu, is a prediction an endorsement because I don't a prediction. So, well, no, because you could predict something terrible, right? And not be endorsing. Correct. So endorsing. I just well, before I say this, I want to make sure I'm not hurting Donald Trump's chances of being reelected. Oh, no. <laughs> because if, if I endorse <laughs> someone, it's the kiss of death. We know that. We know that's true. We know that's true. That's Whoever not a I say, that's, that's the guy I'm for, doomed. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to endorse Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make a prediction. Stop me. If you think this hurts. I'm stopping you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm stopping you for a hundred different reasons. 
Uh, but you are. How about this? Can you assign it to someone else? Can you say I heard I was I was in a Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. I was in a Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. yesterday, and I heard some you know uh, just some homeless guy talking, people, mumbling, and saying crazy things. Will totally believe, obviously, that you right. were in a Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. So this is a very wait a minute. People, you didn't need to make this about. I mean, fatness. you could have said one of any seven or eight Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, you were all right, in all right, all right. Anyway, uh, I think the way the Democrats have handled this. They own the border. They own it. And when people see the humanitarian crisis, when they see the sex slave industry that is being grown by the Democrats to biblical proportions, when they see the chaos, when they see the damage to the churches and to the businesses and to the towns and to the American cities, all across our southern border, the devastation and the blight that is coming. Donald Trump wins the next election because I don't care what anybody says, even the economy, even the economy may be blamed on the border crisis in 18 months. Texas right now stands to lose 292,000 jobs and $32 billion just in trade over the next 18 months because of the slowdown on the border. Now, here's what's happening. We have, you know, these trucks that are coming in and they're coming from Mexico and Central America. Well, all those trucks, they got across the border. So we have our cheap goods that we buy in Walmart and our fruits and vegetables and everything else that we buy from South America. So as these trucks are coming across the border, there are not enough inspectors because the inspectors are busy setting up cots. The inspectors are busy out trying to stop people from coming where they're not coming through a port of entry. So we can't inspect the trucks fast enough. And because of this slowdown, prices are going to go through the roof. People are going to lose their jobs. China will just eat that, uh, that, uh, the, uh, the, the, the loss up for us. They'll just start producing it. If we are sending, if we are sending things across the border, it's also in slowdown there because Mexico Mexico is slowing down, too, because Mexico is draining its resources. Now, I don't really care what happens to Mexico in many ways because they brought it upon themselves. That's their problem. Our problem is here, our towns, our children. And their problems getting worse makes our problems at the border worse because more people want to run away. Correct. This is just going to cascade. This is going to go to where, I mean, I, I talked about this off air for a very long time. I don't even know if I've said it on air before. We are headed towards a, a time when you will see massive rushes. I think I've been saying this since I was in Israel. Massive rushes across our southern border. It will get to the point where people will be killing farmers for food, and then it will turn into killing farmers for the land. And they'll say, this is my land. You stole it from us centuries ago. And they'll just start claiming land. And it's going to happen. 
how are the police in these border towns expected to survive? Do you realize that right now the federal government, because of the Democrats, not funding security right now in, let's just say, pick a city, Las Cruces, Cruces uh, New Mexico. I just got a call from uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Ballard last night. He was in New Mexico. He said, Glenn, do you realize that they are dumping a thousand people a day in this small town? In 24 days, that increases your population by 24,000. 24,000. And they have nothing. They don't have food. They don't have water. They don't have a place to stay. They have no money. What are those towns supposed to do? Well, all of the churches right now, they're all setting up because they got to be compassionate. So what do you do? You set up your gym and your your church and your churchyard and you put tents up and, you know, we'll try to get you water and food. They can't survive. The churches are broke. The cities now are having to take money from other funds. So what are you going to do? What are you going to take it from? Policing? How many of your police right now are working in border towns just to keep up with the thousand people a day? Our federal government is just bussing in, opening up the doors and saying, you're on your own. Because that's what they have to do. These women and children. These women and children that are given names from bad guys on the other side of the border. By the way, when you get across, somebody will become looking for you. That's his name. He's your uncle. And what are the churches supposed to do when the churches know that guy is not a good guy? That guy is going to put that child in jeopardy. What are the churches supposed to do? Are they supposed to stand up to the bad guy and say, you're not taking, you're not taking this child? It's happening all the time. These cities and these churches are collapsing on our border. They, they, have, they have nothing more to give. It's exactly what's happening on the southern border of Mexico, except it's happening here in America. And what are we doing? We're talking about the frickin' Mueller report still. You Democrats are out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You're telling us about all the different genders. You're telling I'm telling you, I am telling you a massive loss is coming when what's happening at our border is exposed. Because there is no compassion from the left. There is no compassion. What they're doing is destroying lives on all sides. We have to have compassion and we have to have rule of law. And if the right can do those two things, Donald Trump wins an overwhelming victory. More in a second. He really retold that story from the Dunkin' Donuts guy with incredible detail. Yes, did I? Yeah. He was passionate. He was. Yeah, he, he seems was passionate. like he was yeah, passionate. He was, he was. What did he order? Crullers? What did he get? Do you remember? I don't. That's I don't. The they were gone the... quickly. 
Wow. Quickly, <laughs> I didn't even see them. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse Nutrition is a great company. They make, uh, they make all sorts of great stuff for you if you go to the gym or if you want to get your fruits and vegetables. They have all sorts of great stuff. But let me tell you about Dawn to Dusk specifically. Dawn to Dusk is a 10-hour uh, energy supplement, uh, which is fantastic. I used to be on these energy drinks all the time. And, you know, you, you wind up having one of those. If you have the ones with sugar in them, you have this sort of sugar rush and then a crash. If you're on, you know, if you like coffee, you know that you're going back to the well over and over and over again for that. Uh, you get to that 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon time and your focus starts to drop off. You just kind of want to, you want to go sleepy sleep in a nice warm blanket and forget about all the Dunkin' Donuts ranting you've been hearing all day. Uh, Dawn to Dusk solves that problem for you. It is, uh, it's great. It doesn't have any of the negatives. doesn't give you the jitters. doesn't uh, doesn't cause any you know, any uh, issues you don't like. But it gives you a nice burst of energy and focus. It improves uh, your mood. Uh, and unlike coffee and energy drinks, there's no crash. Uh, this is a great product from Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickhouseGlen.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code G-L-E-N-N or call 833-RING-B-H-N. When we were here late for the socialist special last week, it was, uh, thank, thank God we had Dawn to Dusk from Brickhouse Nutrition. You should give it a shot. 833-RING-B-H-N. Dawn to Dusk is 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. So go to BrickhouseGlen.com or call 833-RING-B-H-N. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I just want to, can, can we just go over for a second? Let's make a list of the things that the Democrats are so out of touch with the average American person. Okay. Venezuela. They're on the wrong side of Venezuela. I clearly, I think. Okay. Clearly on the wrong side of Venezuela. Uh, the free market and socialism. Now, that one's not as clear because so many people hate capitalism now. But once people really get that, that they really are about the end of the free market system, that is going to be horrible for them. And it's definitely what Republicans believe. There's a story today about Republicans praying for Bernie Sanders to be the candidate because they think they can they can beat him. Yeah, I think so, too. It's scary, though. I mean, it is if scary. you lose, it's, the, the it's stakes a huge, are even higher yeah, than yeah, another yeah. candidate. Uh, the border, MS-13. They said that's nothing to worry about. Now they're making a big deal out of MS-13. Yeah, they said Donald Trump was hyping MS-13. The now. border, they're the ones saying that there wasn't a crisis. Mm -hmm. We need to show them the crisis. Um, Israel, they're on the side of the Palestinians and anti-Israel. Not just, not just on the side of the Palestinians, anti-Israel. On care. On the Philadelphia story, they were nowhere to be found on this story that came out yesterday about this this mosque in Philadelphia having this little pageant with kids where they were taught to sing songs and and recite poetry about beheading the infidels and and washing Jerusalem in blood. I mean, it's intense. Can you think of anything else? What are what are the what are the things that have said lately? That you've thought, this is insane. I can't believe they're taking this stand. Is no one seeing it? When I saw the Philadelphia thing, they don't care. Uh, but, you know, the average person's not going to see that one. No. When I saw what the, where their stance is on Venezuela, the average people, you know, they are going to see Venezuela. 
I mean, Ilan Omar with her anti-Semitism, yeah. is, it was a big one. Uh, some of these stances uh, that the Democrats are taking, I mean, you look at, you know, expanding the Supreme Court, um, you know, uh, abolishing the Electoral College, um, you know, Medicare for all, more, you know, uh, reparations. Um, I mean, late term, the late term abortion thing is one that's that could, we could spend a lot of time on. Silencing speech. I'm just writing this down. I mean, late-term abortion is another great one. Yeah, I mean, like late-term I mean, late abortion, uh, there are no candidates, as, as far as I know. There's 21 candidates in this field. We always hear, what a diverse field. 21 candidates in this field. I don't think there's any of them that have come out against abortions up till the last second before birth. I don't, there's not one. Ca- they couldn't crazy. find one candidate in the field who was like, no, only eight and a half months. None of them? Not one? I mean that's incredible this is a party that used to actually have people in it who were pro-life this is a, and we're going back a ways now but i mean people who actually would be pro-life democrats i mean do you remember when we did uh you know bart stupak do you remember that name this is back from the I obama do. days he was the guy one of the guys who was a congressman and he was very pro-life supposedly despite his you oh, know that's right and he came up with a stupak amendment and that was what got yep. obamacare Obama through passed. yeah it was this big thing and he was how gonna, you feeling about that bart i mean if he actually was pro-life and i you know who knows if he's just putting on a face for voters but i mean if he actually was he's got to be incredibly disappointed disappointed it's gone completely the yeah. opposite way of what was promised to him uh, and it's no surprise to anyone except him at the time all right we are going to talk to you a little bit about uh the border and what we need to do um we we need to organize ourselves uh quite honestly and begin to expose the human toll and the human cost of our border out of control we begin that today and we're going to need you to help spread the word trump needs the money for You're the wall to glenn beck all right uh, my patriot supply is our uh, sponsor this half hour the the things that are coming are going to be difficult to um contain and we all have to have our own house in order and our own ducks in a row. The, the chaos on our border is, is, is going to spread. I mean, did you have any idea they were dumping 1,000 people a day into small towns no. in America? I don't I know how a no small idea. town could, could deal with that even for a day. How do you do? What do you do? Can you imagine a town of 15,000? So these towns are, I mean, this is just going to spread. Please have your ducks in a row. Um, Get a two-week emergency food kit at a special price. You'll save $62 right now if you go to this website, preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Lasts up to 25 years. Uh, You'll have that for two weeks, and you'll save 62 bucks. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Preparewithglenn.com. Well, one of the Democrats that wants to be president, Cory Booker, falls into our socialist spotlight tonight on Glenn TV. Sign up at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. 
After a childhood full of unsuccessful attempts to pull the wool over mom's eyes, I don't think really mom is uh, is going to miss that last-minute Mother's Day gift and really think that that was something truly thoughtful. This Mother's Day, don't settle for anything other than really thoughtful. Right now, the biggest and the brightest bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com will do the job. They have amazing offers on a beautiful Mother's Day bouquet and arrangement starting at $29.99 with an amazing selection of sweets and treats and bouquets. Really anything that you can think of, 1-800-Flowers has it. For Mother's Day. Mother's Day bouquets and arrangements start now at $29.99. An amazing offer, but you have to order today. Make sure you lock in this offer only good while supplies last. After you've chosen the gorgeous bouquet or arrangement, just pick a delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. 1-800-Flowers. Trust them to make mom feel loved. To order beautiful and vibrant Mother's Day bouquets starting at $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash back. Order today. Save at 1-800-Flowers.com slash back. Dow is down another 215 points uh, today. Uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff uh, happening, and to me, the biggest thing that's happening today is is really on the border. Um, we're going to talk to Tim Ballard, who went down to the border, is still on the border. He called me last night and said, "Glenn, this is this is the worst thing." He said, "I've been all over the world. We went to Bangkok together." He said, this is the worst crisis I have seen. Now, this is the same thing that uh, that what's his name? Uh, Thomas Friedman said he's on the left. He's never been for it. And he said, you've got to give Trump the money. Democrats, you've got to give Trump the money. You have to. This is out of control. The New York Times editorial board said they have we the Democrats have to give Trump the money. Not for the wall, they said, but for to to stop this border this crisis. Is, this is out of control, and you'll hear about how out of control it is in just a few minutes, and what we can do about it. Uh, head and the heart have to be engaged. Uh, but first, we go to Mr. Pat Gray, who is uh, part of Pat Gray Unleashed, which is the podcast that you can hear every day on Blaze Radio Live, uh, or you can download wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Pat. Or you could do both. You could listen to it live and then listen to the podcast. Ah, just so you don't miss a single... Around. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, but I heard you lying about what's going on at the border. I just... I can't let it stand. You got to laugh. Uh, I, 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 was, I was giggling to myself. Yeah, right. Uh, because, lies are so apparent. Yeah, obvious. Yeah. I mean, just blatant, like, obvious lies. Like what? Like some of these, uh, some of these people are uh, increasing crime along the border. Well, <laughs> we all know the, that can't happen. These are good, decent, hardworking family people. That's who's coming yeah. across the border. Hey, Pat, let it, me just, just, may I just interrupt? Many just of these say, people are up for sainthood. I don't know if right. you're aware of well, that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Some of them actually might be, but even if they were, even uh-huh. if they were the best, uh-huh. uh, you ever read uh, Victor mm-hmm. Hugo's uh, Les Miserables? I have, yes. Okay, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jean Valjean, he was, he broke a window to steal a loaf of bread because True. his sister's child was starving. None of these people are that evil. None, none of them. None of them are that <laughs> evil. Not one of them. Not one of them. No. Wow. Because when so. you when you dump a thousand people into a small town every single day, another thousand come you imagine in. Imagine that. Uh, that's no town can survive that. No way. And and no no and no the, country can and survive a million and a half not. people you don't know of, coming in. Of course not. Every and year. Let me ask you this: You dump a thousand people into a town, even if they're all saints. Mm-hmm. At one point. Those thousand people in a town of 15,000 or 20,000 and they don't have anything and you're in your home and you've you've got your job and you've got your food. They're starving. What do you think happens even to the best of people? 
You don't have to guess because we do see it going on. Jeez. And it's going on in Mexico. The Mexicans who were welcoming them with open arms as they crossed the border and were helping them and feeding them and giving them water and places to go to the bathroom and all these things, medical care. They're a little less welcoming now. Yeah, they are. A little less welcoming. And, I mean, there's story after story about how, okay, enough. After a while, you just can't sustain it. They're talking, Democrats talking about sustainability every day. Wait a minute. This is unsustainable. Wait a minute. Are you saying it's like if your country is a lifeboat, if -hmm. you don't control it, people will swamp the lifeboat and you'll all die? (laughs) What a concept. What a concept. What a concept. It seems to be a concept that Democrats can't understand, though. As this is going on and as people see this happening every single day, you know, and I heard you guys talking about this a few minutes ago, the open borders, that's what what they want. They want open borders. They want to eliminate ICE. I mean... you're going to eliminate ICE during this crisis? I think when people understand this crisis, I'm going down to the border this weekend uh, and uh, bring some cameras, and I'm going to show you what, what I see. Remember, the last time I did this, uh, we saw what? Oh, children in cages. Yeah. Children in cages. And because we mm-hmm. went down with a heart, we went down, we had credibility when those cages were exposed by that evil Donald Trump. We were able to say, no, no, no. No, Uh, we exposed those under Obama. You didn't care. And we exposed them as not caring. And when you care and you're consistent, it's not about political. You win. You win. Mm -hmm. So I'm going down uh, this weekend to the border because these these churches, Pat, are absolutely collapsing. Oh, I believe it. There's the towns are collapsing. What do you? How, how are they going to survive? They don't have okay. the food and the water. So the local American citizens who have been abandoned by the Democrats in Congress, abandoned mm-hmm. by our, our uh, elected officials, what are they doing? They don't care because they're in Washington, D.C. They don't and care. They're not being swamped by illegal immigration no. in Washington, D.C. Can you imagine? Well, they care. Can you imagine if their homes were swamped oh. and they had to they had to fight their way out of their guarded, gated community? Jeez. Can you imagine how fast this would change? Oh, it would change immediately. Immediately. Almost none of these people are from border states. Let alone residing there now. They're all in D.C., but most of them are not even from a border state. They don't know what they're talking about when they talk about immigration. So how do you how do you how do you solve this? Because people will. The the left, if the left figures out a way to get down there and play to the heart, they will win. Because right now we're playing to the head. And if they get down there and they play to the heart, they will win again. Even though they've caused this crisis, they will win again. We we have to be leading on the aid in Venezuela. We have to lead that. Because we will have the credibility. Millennials want to help. They mm-hmm. want to see people actually mm-hmm. doing things to help. What are we for? I'll tell you what we're for. We are for a, a country that is leading with, with aid, but leading also with law and order. We are looking for a country that is just trying to um, 
that is using common sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 not what we have right now. And, you know, what are we for? I, I'm for the rule of law and I'm for helping people. That's what I'm for. Democrats are not for rule of law. And quite honestly, they are not for helping people. And we've talked about this before. We we weren't. I think we went about this the wrong way from the beginning because we were opposed to illegal immigration. We should have been for legal immigration. Yes, the whole time for legal immigration and for the people who are coming across the border, uh, learning the language so that they can climb the ladder in this country. We should not have been against gay marriage. We should have been against marriage being a certificate from the government. Right. Yeah, that would the government right. has no place in anyone's marriage. And every time we approach it from a negative, we lose. We lose. We lose. Uh, we've seen here's that what, time after time. Here's what, we, here's what we need to do. We are for the rule of law, but we are also for American cities not going bankrupt because the mm-hmm. government, the federal government, has, has dropped the ball. We are not for our churches going down in bankruptcy. We are for our communities being able to have our churches be the ones that everyone relies on. But when they are swamped, we need to help them. And at the same time, we need to stand up strongly. I'm telling you, Pat, when people really understand the full effects of what's going on the border, because they made such a big deal of, you know, Jim Acosta is going to be he's going to be the poster child. What crisis on the border? That's going to be the poster child. That should be played every day from here until the end of the election. Sure should. Because when they they made such a big deal that there wasn't a crisis, a humanitarian crisis, and now there is. Mm -hmm. And And they're mostly admitting it now, even the New York Times. Yes. And if we are the ones that lead with the heart and the message, fund the government, fund the government for the border. Give the money so we have the resources on the border to stop the insanity. If we're saying that and we're the ones that had the heart that were there helping Americans and helping those truly in need, we will win. We will win. And, and Trump will walk away with a huge victory, huge victory. And you're right. I think I think that was proven a few years ago when we went down there and delivered toys and food to the kids at Christmas time, uh, because we got a lot of flack for that initially. But like you said, it also lent credibility that you know we do care. We're not just we're not haters. We're the only ones with credibility when it came back around. Yeah, we're the only ones with credibility. And and you know what? It, it's it's not even about toys. It's it's this time. It's this is about water. This is about water. The the towns. What, what are they going to do? What literally, what are they going to do? Put yourself in a border town in the United States of America and you get a busload of a thousand immigrants a Every day. Every day. Now, you imagine if the rest of the country was like, well, you'll have to deal with it. You'd be like, I'm an American, too. Yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not for this. What are you talking about? Help me. Well, this is goes back to a p- proposal that was floated by Trump a couple of weeks ago. And everyone thought was so hateful that you'd bring these illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities and drop them off there. And that's where they should go. Exactly. That's where they should go. I I, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why this is a hateful policy. 
Instead, you're dumping them in small towns where they have absolutely no resources to deal with them at all. I mean, and, and again, how many times have we been told by the left that the sanctuary cities are the only people who actually have compassion? Well, if that's true, uh, you can drop them off there. A city like San Francisco has far more resources than a, and they a border claim they town. Want them. And they say that they want them. I think that Good. you should post a sign-up list. Yeah. Uh, post a sign-up list online, and all the mayors can go and rush to the sign-up list and post which towns they are. Wouldn't that be which, fascinating? To see how many would sign up. How to many take, would to take sign up for that? How many will take 1,000 a day? Yeah, some of them have said, like Seattle said, we wow. want them, bring them. And like they can be first on the sign-up list. And I think I think Americans would on both uh, sides of the aisle would be that. happy to say whatever extended uh, travel cost there was they're moving them anyway whatever extended travel cost there was would be worth it because here's mm-hmm. a city that is actually advocating to help them with all their basic needs. Can you imagine what would happen to Seattle if they got thirty thousand a month? Yeah. Again, thirty thousand a month in a town like Seattle—that's just a that's uh, just a good. It should be fine for them. It should be fine for them. They should be able to handle it. Yeah. And I think Portland. Like, part of this too com- comes off as a troll. Like you're just like, oh yeah, well then you take them. That's not how I'm saying this. I mean, legitimately, these no. towns are saying they Here's want the them. Thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. We have said the same thing about abortion. We'll adopt them. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Well then, we're gonna stop. We're gonna give you those babies. Okay. <laughs> okay. We actually believe uh-huh. it. Okay. Yeah, there's another We'll thing. take them. The Second Amendment had this at one point, too, where uh, I think it was Sarah Silverman, the, the comedian. She was like, well, oh, you guys want gun rights, huh? Well, let's get guns to black people. And we're like, okay. okay that sounds fantastic. It's also right. part of their constitutional <laughs> rights. I, uh, they absolutely should have them whenever they need them. show how racist she yes, is? it does show how racist she is. Oh, my uh, but, gosh. I mean, it's uh, fascinating. I mean, like, that is something, if they really believe these things, and I think some, some of them do. guns to black yeah, people. That was, so that was their big, oh like, their big in-your-face uh, moment. They thought they had us on like that who? one. Like, we, we've like started charities de- to get guns to black people. It was, the, go- it was, it was the Democrats <laughs> that repealed the gun rights under the Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against black people. If you could, you could ask Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. As, as he attempted to get a gun permit and could not get one because yeah. of the laws that the Democrats set up in the racist South. <laughs> right. Uh, so crazy. You know. All right. Thank you very much, Thanks. Pat. Appreciate it. I want to talk to you a little bit about X Chair. X Chair is a great, great office chair. It is. I mean, I think it's. It's more of a uh, more of a recliner than an office chair. Yeah, recliner in many ways. can give you because a lot of people criticize my office, Glenn, because I don't have a desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a deskless office, mm-hmm. and there's couches and stuff in there. I mean, mm-hmm. you're writing and stuff. You want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's an occasional criticism that it kind of gets like you kind of just want to fall asleep in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, so, and not that that's ever happened. Certainly not in one of your meetings or anything. No. Um, Wait. But the X chair also is functional, so you can actually get work done. Yeah. You know, it's it's comfortable. You get up and you don't feel like you've been sitting in an awkward position the entire day. You feel you feel great, and uh, the X chair can do both both of those things. If your ex, if your chair does not have ten different ways to set it, ten different things that you can do right now to make yourself more comfortable, it ain't an X chair. X chair is the best. It will fit your body perfectly thanks to X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support or DVL. You'll get the support for your back that you need and the perfect posture. Try it now. X chair. Go to xchairbeck.com. xchairbeck.com. You get a hundred dollars off 
if you use the promo code X wheels, you'll get the brand new uh, uh, casters for this that are just really smooth, really great. X X chair dot com or call eight four 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 X chair X chair dot com. You know, this really is what's happening on the border really is Cloward and Piven. It's just overwhelmed the system. Uh, and that's exactly what's what's happening and it's going to lead to just incredible suffering we'll have more on that coming up in just a second and what you can do about it um also uh tonight uh, at five o'clock we have another socialist spotlight uh tonight it's on candidate cory booker very exciting cory's had a little bit of a bump the last few days in the polls mm. as people i think are souring a little on the bernie train i mean the polling for biden since he announced has exceeded my expectations uh, by a decent amount i mean he's hitting 40 percent plus in multiple polls in a 21 person field this is you know it's his to lose it is his to lose now this doesn't mean it's going to hold these things go away fast Mm -hmm. cory booker is a guy who is talked about as if biden fades maybe booker's the type that gets uh, an advantage there the the, the booker thing wait until you see tonight's show yeah uh tonight's show is i mean you want to talk about uh, corruption. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Newark God. is basically, they almost changed the name of the city to corruption. Yeah. Uh, right. And he ran that city and was praised as a superhero from the media for oh, being yeah. amazing. Well, you wait until you see uh, his superhero ness. With help from some of the biggest names on the left, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Tonight, exposed in our socialist spotlight, Cory Booker. Five o'clock only on Blaze TV. Tell you about American financing when you're ready to buy your your next home uh, or your last home, maybe your first home. The people that can help you do it is American financing. American financing can be able to help you find the best rates possible. They're going to make sure that you don't get in over your head. They're family owned and operated. They've been in business forever, and unlike you know regular mortgage companies. They don't take kickbacks from the bank, so they work for you. All of their, uh, all of their uh, people are salary-based. They don't get any kind of bonus for jamming you into some sort of a loan. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. They are the best in the business, and they will help you. And you can get pre-approved with a 10-minute phone call, and you can close in as fast as 10 days. It's AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is a real humanitarian crisis that is going on on our borders. Donald Trump was right. What a surprise, CNN was wrong. This humanitarian crisis is out of control. And who is left holding the bag? The American citizens and the American churches. The border towns are being overwhelmed. A thousand people a day are bussed in and then just let loose in many of our border towns. Every day, how long can these towns survive? They're going to the churches and saying, Help us. We need water. How long can the churches survive? 
And that doesn't even begin to tell the nefarious story about what is happening to these children who our government, because of the Democrats, is just abandoning and and dooming to a life of real hell. A report from the border in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So synthetic identity theft occurs when a criminal creates an identity instead of stealing an existing one. So what they do is they take real social security numbers uh, or fake numbers and pieces of other information, names, addresses, birth dates, and they put together an entirely new identity. With a thousand people a day in just small cities coming in from across the border that need identities, you don't think crooks are looking to do this? They will steal your children's identity. And then you don't even know it until your children gets their fir- they get their first credit card. They go to, you know, get a loan for their first car or first house. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock uncovers the threats that you most likely will miss. And when you miss them, they're on sale on the dark web. LifeLock.com. Go there and use the promo code BECK. You'll get 10% off your first year with the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, or 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BECK. Tim Ballard, you know him as the founder of the and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad. He is also the CEO of the Nazarene Fund, uh, but he has spent a decade working as a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security, where he was assigned to the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. He was also an undercover operative for the U.S. Child Sex Tourism Jump Team. Uh, he has dismantled uh, human trafficking rings of all over the world he is on the border he called me last night uh with something i didn't expect to ever hear from tim ballard uh glenn we've been to bangkok we've been to some of the worst places in the world i can't believe what i'm seeing on our own border in america welcome to the program tim ballard thanks glenn thanks for having me on so tim first of all where are you and describe the scene this is, like, like you said, we've been all over the world seeing these, a crisis where children are being used and abused in the worst ways. It's happening right here in our country. And it's, you know, who the defense is. It's the churches. It's the local communities who are running to help uh, because our policies don't support uh, a, a child rescue right now. Um, in fact, our policies are incentivizing traffickers to utilize the system. Um, so we are right now, we are in El pa- between El Paso and Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, there's 13 churches that we are here to train. They need training. They called us and said, please come help us. We know these children are being trafficked. We, do, we think a lot of these kids that are being dumped daily at our churches, a thousand a day to one church, uh, to one church network in, 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 in New Mexico. And they said, look, we see these kids. We don't think these kids belong to their parents. The people claiming to be their parents, but we don't know what to do. We don't know how to train them, what to tell them. Uh, in essence, what's happening is this. And I went down, I talked to a lot of these people who, who, who are being helped by these churches. What's happening is there's, I mean, there's literally, and I have intel from Guatemala, from my guys on the ground, there's radio ads, okay, for smugglers advertising. We can get you into the United States. Just sign up here, get on the bus. 
And then they give them two things, Glenn. If, if they don't have a child, they give them a child that they've kidnapped from someplace. They're recycling these kids. Once they get them through, they'll bring them back south, and they pair children up with these with the people who pay money to the, sm- to the smugglers. And then they give them a name, if they don't have a name of a sponsor, and say, when you get there, show the name to the customs, customs official. And with a name in hand, cl- the person claiming to be the sponsor, and a child in hand, they get released immediately. And then the only people there to take care of them and to do any kind of vetting or helping them with supplies are these churches. And these are the greatest people on the planet. They're not political. They're frustrated that the government's not supporting the efforts. Uh, but they've, they've run because they see children in need. And that's why we're here. We're here to train them, to teach them what to look for. And, and I mean, I, Glenn, I saw this five-year-old kid yesterday. Yesterday, and I talked to him. I asked him what his name was. I asked him who his dad was. He pointed me to a man. I walked over to the man. Hey, what's your kid's name? Gave me a different name. And so we're, we're, we're making efforts right now to, 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 to make sure this kid doesn't end up with the quote-unquote sponsor who's going to be a trafficker. Okay, we, we are, our system is, is facilitating trafficking events. It is absolutely insane. Can and when you, you consider the fact, yeah. I, 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 I want to ask you, if you can talk about the two areas of the country that they are going to that they seem to yeah. be concentrating in two areas. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and, and yeah, so the, there's two cities that a lot of them are going to Atlanta and North Dakota. And this is very concerning <laughs> uh, because Atlanta is one of the, is, is one of the highest uh, trafficking cities in the United States, if not the highest. Uh, and then in North, in North Dakota, they're building, um, they're building the pipeline and even the folks, the church folks actually pointed this out to me. They're like, and, and they actually rescued one of the little girls. They did some follow-up work on their own uh, and realized that these kids were being sent to North Dakota because they're there to service, sexually service, the workers on the pipeline. So, and, and they're, but this is just a small group of, of Christian volunteers who are trying to play intel analysts and and, uh, and and rescue children on their own because the the kids are just dumped on them. And the and the so and the and the homeland security or the the border patrol, they can't do anything, can they? Because of the way the they, because of the way the Democrats have set the the laws up. Exactly right. They want to do something, but the the policies in place say when that kid comes in, if they have a kid in their hands, you have to let them go right away, twenty days max. But they don't even have time to wait the 20 days because the, the, the next 1,000 are coming in in the, in the next hour. So they can't do anything. They have to. Our laws are forcing them to just drop them off. And luckily the churches have come and said, well, where are you going to drop them off? We'll make sure we're there and we'll take them and we'll do the job that Congress won't let you do. We'll try to do it ourselves. We'll try to vet these kids. We'll try to feed these well, kids. We'll try to give them food and water. How, how are these with 1,000 a day new in you know in 12 days that's 12,000 people that's a small city how are yes. these how are these cities handling this here in the united states i i read a i read a story today where they're now they're just they're just using taxpayer dollars they're going into their city funds and they're cutting other things because they they have to provide water they have to they 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 have to police it they have to do something and they don't have any money to do it. That's right. They are busting at the seams. You know, the, the, the state of New Mexico was generous enough to provide a medical, uh, a mobile medical unit. So all the kids that we get, are, we're taking them to make sure they're okay, to check them for diseases, 
uh, checking them for sexually transmitted diseases. I mean, Glenn, I, I met a woman yesterday who she couldn't pay the passage. She was trying to get out of Guatemala because her daughter was being hounded by traffickers, which I know is, is the case. I, I know that these are true stories. And, and so she said, I got to get out, but I couldn't pay the fare. So you know what she had to do? She had to be raped six times along the path from Guatemala to the border. To, that was her pay to, to the traffickers, to the smugglers. And then they come here and now we're servicing them. We're, we're checking for, for STDs. We're, we're getting them medicines. I mean, and, and this is the community, this is the churches mostly, and they're busting at the seams, and they need help. They need help. They need financial help to provide medicine for these children, for these abused women. Uh, they need food, and they need, um, they need more manpower to do the vetting, to do the job that, that, that Congress isn't doing, basically, to vet these kids and make sure that they don't get sent down the path to some tra- sex trafficker in Atlanta or North Dakota or anywhere else in the United States. So why, why are these... Why are these towns being selected for the buses just to come and just dump them into the, into the society? Do you know the, the, the proximity proximity to the border? I mean, they, they, that's the, the, just the towns that are closest to the border, and then the churches who who are there that raise their hand and say, "We will take them. If no one else will take them, we will take them." These people are unbelievable, Glenn. These these Christian folks that I've been working with, and they are unbelievable. They are. I mean, they don't have a choice. The I mean, they're they're. Well, if you're Christians, you don't really have a choice. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to dump them off on the side of the road someplace where they get no food, no water, they get nothing? That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and they're, just, they're just doing their Christian duty. And, I mean, they're, they're in tears, these people. They're, they're just they, they're, they're 12 hours a day. I mean, they, they don't go home, and they're volunteering their time. And it's just unbelievable to watch this. And they're, and they're just helping these children who are just they, – they come in just – just tattered and torn. It's 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 a sight to see. I I never thought I'd see this in in this country. What 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 we're seeing. So uh, Tim, um, I'm going to go down to uh, the border with you this weekend, um, and yeah. and see what's going on, and see these towns, and see these churches. Um, these churches are not part of the problem, are they? I mean, some of these, we, we just have to make sure that the churches, um, they're not the ones that are holding their hand up and saying open borders. Not uh, at all. Not at all. No. In fact, in fact, if they don't even want to talk about their, you know, when we, talk, when we get into politics or anything, they're like, you know what? We're not even, we're just helping these kids. That's all we're worried about. No, they are, these are not open border churches. They don't have those. They don't carry any kind of political philosophy other than their only philosophy is love one another. And and these kids are in need, and we are going to stand for them if no one else will. That's okay. it. Uh, here's the thing: we um, we are going to open up uh, the Nazarene Fund uh, and uh, and Mercury One. I don't want to. I can't. I, I don't want to put this through the Nazarene Fund. Do you? Tim, this should go through Mercury no, it's, it's One. No, Mercury right? One. I talked to I talked to the executive director yesterday. It's, it's going to be Mercury One. If you go to MercuryOne.org right now, there's a banner that is placed up for this humanitarian crisis. You'll see it. It's clear, and 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 we need help now. And we need help now. And we're going to help those churches uh, with you know with some basics, from water and some food and things that they just cannot and medicine. Medicine yeah. they just can't afford on their own anymore, uh, so they That's don't right. collapse under the weight. And then also, will some of this money go to fund uh, your uh, work to make sure that we catch the bad guys that are using these children? Absolutely. That's why we're here right now is to train more volunteers. 
uh, and get more manpower on the border. But you're going uh, a we, we spoke last night and I know you can't get into it, but you're going a step further than just training oh, yeah. how to spot. You're, we're going to go into That's the right. interior and catch these bad guys, are we not? Yeah, we have we have a plan. We're working uh, working with eight with Homeland Security Investigations, whose job it is to find uh, trafficking organizations. We have a very very awesome plan in place. I can't get into details, of course, but um, to to go in and 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 look when we find these trafficking organizations who are responsible for this in our big cities, we're going to find other children, American children, who are already stuck in this as well. So this is going to lead us down these rabbit holes that will allow us to bust up uh, other trafficking rings that have existed in this country for for decades, probably. Tim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again thank soon. You, you bet. Bye-bye. Uh, Tim Ballard, the uh, founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad and the CEO of uh, the Nazarene Fund. And um, I've never heard the desperation in his voice like I heard last night um, because he had been talking to people in these towns who are like, we're, we're, we're crushed. We, we don't know what to do. We have no idea what to do. We can't afford this. And our government has abandoned us. So there's two things we have to do. One, the head. We need to support Donald Trump's uh, uh, efforts on the border. We need to uh, forthrightly stand again and, and be heard leading the charge for the border to be secured. We can't let that fall by the wayside. Because it is it's invisible to most Americans today, but it is a massive, massive problem. And if we don't fix this quickly at a thousand people a day being dropped off in some of these cities, think of how fast that adds up, because that's just one. That's just one city, a thousand people a day. How are they going to do it? We must have the border secured. And let me tell you, Democrats, you are going to lose the next election and you deserve every bit of it. But you're going to lose in a spectacular way if the American people connect their head and their heart. We need to go down and help these cities and help these churches so they have at least water for people. We need to expose it and we need to send the message secure the border. If you would like to help us, please go to mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. We will break up these rings. These guys are coming in here, and they are positioning themselves all across the country to be able to have a new sex trafficking ring, and our government is responsible for it. Those in the Democratic Party who have been saying there's not a problem, open borders that have caused this crisis, you the judgment on your head because of what's happening to children is going to be a price much higher than the loss of the next election. If you would like to help us, please go to mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. All right, a bunch of burglars who had been caught were asked why they burglarized people's homes. You know what they said? Quote, because they had a right to the nice things in unprotected homes. They said they deserved that stuff. And the unprotected home was just a basic invitation. Just come on in and get it. There is no moral compass uh, anymore. You don't they don't have regard for you or for your home. Do not make it easy 
for people to come in and take your stuff. Simply Safe Home Security. It is award-winning protection that is $14.99 a month. That's less than half of what the other guys charge. And now Simply Safe is the best home security. They they provide things that no one else gets. I mean, unless you're a giant corporation. Sincerely, giant corporations have what's called uh, 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 video verification. So when a uh, 911 call goes in, a giant corporation has the access to go through the tapes and go, yep, video verification. Somebody is. This is not just a tripped alarm. And so they get a priority police dispatch. Simply Safe now delivers that. No one else delivers that for homes. That means they catch the bad guy. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now and get a free home security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence of somebody trying to get in. You'll get free security camera right now if you go to SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Over the past several years, state governments and the Pentagon have sent an increasing number of National Guard troops and military soldiers to the southwest border. Historically, the intent has been to provide logistical and surveillance systems to Custom and Border Protection and Border Patrol agents. However, the Department of Defense is preparing to loosen the rules that prohibit troops from interacting with migrants entering the United States. According to the Washington Post, senior DOD officials have recommended that Acting Defense Secretary Patrick uh, Shanahan approve a new request from the Department of Homeland Security to provide military lawyers, cooks, and drivers to assist with the handling of the surge of migrants along the southwest border. Complying with its request would require authorizing waivers for approximately 300 troops to a longstanding policy prohibiting military personnel from coming into contact with migrants. The request would cost $21.9 million for 300 troops to cook and to drive. When are we going to get serious about the border? You know, when when people see, when people really start to understand and start to hear and see the voices and the faces of people like Karen Vaughn, who's going to be on with us, when they start to see people who are moms of, of people who have lost their kids, from an immigrant, from an illegal immigrant, from an MS-13 gang member. When they see that our southern border and, and places in California and in Texas, you're not going to be able to go into because it's too dangerous. Somebody's going to pay a really high price. I mean, Stu, isn't this another uh, coming Bubba effect? Uh, the bubble effect being that people will eventually just say, screw it. Somebody in a town, uh, you know, that is just overrun with with illegal immigrants. 
does something stupid. And when the town, when the feds come to get that guy, the town is like, stay the hell out of our town. You're the ones who caused all of this because you didn't protect us. You didn't stop them. You didn't fund anything. You just let us sit here and rot. We had to defend ourselves. That's the Bubba effect. And I could see that happening with this border crisis, unfortunately, if we don't turn it around. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Countdown to Mother's Day is tick, tick, ticking away. Have you done your Mother's Day shopping yet? Took my kids out last night, did it? Smart. It's a lot closer than I realized. How many days? Oh, geez. It's this week, isn't it? It's Sunday. Sunday. Perfect. Yeah. No, I have not. Okay. Well, may I recommend 1-800-Flowers.com. You may. Okay. 1-800-Flowers. Did you know they, they, they not only have bouquets, they have 24 multicolored roses plus a free glass vase for twenty nine ninety nine right now. I mean, we, you've got those right there and they look great. I mean, obviously the fact that I, I'm gold. here with you every day, I could just probably just take those. And, yeah, sure. And, and, and not have and to remember. And that'll say, I love you. Nothing more. Nothing more than uh, flowers that I just got off Glenn's desk that yeah, have been sitting there for. Yeah, but they look brand new. They're not, she's not going to know. Yeah. It's Sunday, Stu. Sunday. So anyway, uh, they also have other things besides flowers. So you can get uh, treats and really good yummy stuff and all kinds of stuff. Just check it out at 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers.com. Remember, 24 cup multicolored roses plus a free glass vase for $29.99. It expires on Thursday. Do it now. 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code Beck. The spotlight shines down tonight on Cory Booker. Our socialist spotlight series continues with all the candidates. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Let me give you this uh, story. Mixing biometrics and travel usually means one thing for most countries, making sure the wrong people don't get in. The United States, for example, has an advanced system of facial recognition that analyzes more than 100 points of reference on each face to evaluate whether people are who they say they are. It has now become the aspirational standard for dozens of nations that are employing or looking to employ biometrics to screen people crossing their borders. But, says the article, what if biometrics could be used to make traveling easier, more seamless? What if biometrics became the traveler's passport to their itinerary, allowing facial recognition to facilitate their checking in to the airport and into the hotel, checking a bag, arranging a rental car, or even just opening the door to their hotel suite. That's the travel industry's vision of the future. Oh, that's great. I love that. And actually, I would love that. Imagine, everything you do is just facial recognition. So, yeah, just, I need, you know, I need 20 bucks. You have it. You don't have to put any codes in. All right. Need a cab. Don't need to say anything other than I need a I need an Uber. It's going to take me to the airport. I just stand in front of a machine, put my bags onto a platform. It scans my face. It knows my itinerary. It knows exactly where that luggage needs to go. I just walk right up to the gate. It scans my face. I'm checked in. I don't have to stand in line for really anything. It's fantastic, right? I check into the hotel. I don't have to go to the front desk. I go right to the room because 
because when I when I said I was going to come in, they knew I was on the way. They sent me what room I needed. I'm already registered. I paid with my my Apple Pay. My face is just open that and authorize that. And I just go right to the hotel room and it opens up the door for me. I don't have to worry about the key. Holy cow, is that great? Unless, <laughs> unless it's uh, controlling you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, rewind yourself a few years, right? And we could come up with scenarios like, imagine you can just go pay with your phone. Imagine you could unlock your phone with your fingerprint or your face. And everyone would say, that's really creepy until the second it pops up. And, and then it everybody wants saves it. you 1.1 seconds every time you open your phone. Yep. And it is worth it to everyone. Were you concerned at all last night watching this show last night really left me unsettled yeah it's such a tough this is a tough issue i think for conservatives in general not the left but conservatives in general like talking about like okay you put all of your content on let's say a youtube and youtube says well we're going to take content off and a lot of times conservatives reply well you know free speech first amendment and youtube says well we're a private company we make essentially our own first amendment right yeah. it's, it's our own it's our own rules we get to make our own rules up but when they control so much of uh, of the entire way we communicate their new rules become the constitution yes right like there's no way to communicate outside of that and reach anyone now the constitution does not guarantee your your right to an audience so the fact it does it, it it might guarantee your right for free speech. It does not guarantee your right to an audience. So they, so here's the thing really we were talking about that, this but. last night because there's this this new thing corporate socialism, where it will be freedom for the very very upper elite. It'll be freedom for the Googles of the world and and uh, the Facebooks of the world. And if you're in the right pocket, it will be it will be free for you. However they will deliver socialism to everyone else and the government won't you won't have a constitutional argument because the government won't be doing anything the government will be in bed with these corporations and and they're not collecting the data they're not telling you you can't speak it's google it's facebook it's youtube they're the ones telling you that's a private corporation so you know come to us when the government puts you in jail but if Facebook and Google decide that you're not a good person and I don't want you using Apple Pay, I don't want you using YouTube, I, I don't think you belong really on our airline, I don't think you belong on any of these places, go cry all you want to the government. The government is just going to say, well, it's a private corporation and we can't do anything about it. And as a conservative, I think that's exactly what they should do. Right. The government should not go to companies and say, well, you should be able to you should allow this content and not others. For example, let's just say you want to start a Christian social network. Would you have to allow people to be able to swear on it? Would you have to allow people to, to make no. pro Satanist no. comments or post porn? No, no. You should be able to restrict that if that's your company and that's the way you want to run it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's I've made the same argument with net neutrality. If you wanted to start a Christian ISP, should you not be able to restrict certain sites over others? Of course you should. So here's the problem, though. This is this is becoming a reality. All right. The Google and Facebook and everybody's so far ahead. And what people are going to clamor for is regulation. Yep. And have you noticed that Facebook is asking for regulation? Um, oh, yeah. Who came up with who wrote the law that they tried to push through to get uh, Internet neutrality? 
Who I mean, wrote that? Lots of. I mean, Google was certainly a big Google. factor in that. Right. right. So why why would these companies want government regulation? Because they want to get into bed with the government, and just like with FDR, FDR, Ford, Chrysler, and GM were so willing to get into bed with the government during the Great Depression. They ran. Why do we have the Goodyear blimp? We have the Goodyear blimp because Goodyear also ran to that meeting and said, oh, we can, yeah, we, we, we can help you with regulation. And so what did they do? What they did was they took uh, the government and said, hey, to, to make sure that things are fair and safe for the workers and safe for the people, we need to have this and this and this and this mandated in our factories and in our shops. And these are the things that you have to comply with. Well, the compliance hurt the small people. Why is it there were so many great cars in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s? There were great cars. And then all of a sudden, in the, by 1940, they seemed to be all out of business. Why? Because the big three got together and closed the door for everybody else. That's why they want regulation. That's why Facebook, Google, Apple, Microsoft, they will all welcome Regulation, because and, they will be the ones sitting with. They'll be the experts at the table. Yep. No, no, no. What you need to do is this, and they will protect themselves. So then, when when they're all in on it, and they are the the vehicle for expressing yourself. Well, uh, what happens? What happens and, when when that is the vehicle of expression? You say, you can't do that. You can't tell me that I can't go stay at that hotel because of what I said, because of who I associate with freedom of association. It's the First Amendment, right? Right. I mean, they're banning. Facebook is admitting that they are banning people who praise Alex Jones. Not That's just Alex freedom Jones. from a right. freedom of association. Mm -hmm. And of course, again, they're able to kind of rewrite this constitution in a way because they are the ones that control the entire audience. And it's tough because as, as a conservative, you say, well, if you put your business, entire business, and you base it on YouTube, then YouTube controls your business, mm -hmm. not you. Mm -hmm. it's, you're just a, a client of YouTube. And that's why, of course, we've tried to create something separate from all of that uh, with the Blaze. By the way, if you think this stuff is important, blazetv.com slash Glenn promo code Glenn will save you money on that subscription but having a place that is subscription based that you can go to conservatives and say I want your content I don't want anyone filtering it out for me I want it all so here you go here's your you know seven bucks a month or whatever it works out to and that's important enough to me I mean, we obviously know a lot of people have done that it's not for everybody but I mean when you have a business and you put the whole thing on YouTube, well, then YouTube is just writing the constitution of your business. And if they decide tomorrow that they don't think they think saying something bad about code pink makes you a hate group, then you're a hate group. And sure, you can go to Vimeo or you can go to the next site that pops up. So constitutionally and free from the free market perspective, there are there are other op opportunities. The blaze is one of them, right? For places, people to go find this content. However, uh, it makes it very difficult, and I think the only thing that I've seen really come down that makes any sense from a, from a free market perspective and uh, from um, a way to try to influence this is what Ted Cruz has talked about, which is basically saying, look, 
you're not just this free market thing making your own decisions. We've given you protections here. Mm -hmm. We've said you don't have to worry about any of the laws when it comes to copyright, for example, mm -hmm. we don't, or child porn. Mm -hmm. We don't sue Google when someone posts a, a, a video on, on YouTube that is uh, copywritten or is child porn or God only knows what else. We don't do that because we know there's people who are posting all sorts of stuff and there's no way for them to keep track of it. Well, for that protection, what they've basically had to take on is that we are not a publisher making individual editorial decisions. We're just a platform and people can throw whatever they want up here and we'll try to correct it out, you know, get within the law as soon as we can. And that's an acceptable trade-off. If you're going to make that trade-off though, you can't be making editorial decisions. Mm -hmm. The Blaze makes editorial decisions. You know, people are like, oh, well, you've banned Alex Jones. Alex Jones shouldn't be banned. Well, 90%, 99% of all publications in the world have banned Alex Jones, including The Blaze. And we haven't banned him from talking about him, but we don't let him write on our site because we don't like him and we don't like his material, right? The same thing with we've banned Cory Booker from writing on our site because, you know, we haven't hired him. If we wanted him on our site, we would have to hire him. However, Google's if you're, a totally different thing. If you're a platform, you have to have Cory Booker and Alex Jones on the platform. Yep. You can't discriminate against those. And so they are getting they're getting both sides of it. And I, I warn you, Republicans are going to say we need to regulate them and it will not work out well because the experts that they will listen to will be the experts that work for Google and Facebook and all of the people that work for Microsoft and Apple. And even if they could, it doesn't matter who they listen to. No. I mean, the reason the brilliance of the founders was to realize that there's no one you can listen to that makes it better. That's what that was what made them so smart is to say, you know what? We're fallible. If we give control to the government, no matter how smart the person is, they will screw it up. The people are smarter. Let the people decide. That was the brilliance of the founders of the brilliance of this country. And you know, what's amazing is nobody really uh, is willing to look at uh the facts as they come out we've always said alexis alexa is listening to you listening to you and they're they're listening back at amazon and people are listening and no 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 that's not happening well we we now we they're admitting it we they're admitting it we have proof of it they've mm -hmm. admitted it wait until you hear we'll we'll play it for you next what somebody did to show yeah no alexa is listening to all of our conversations and will anyone care? The answer is no. Wait until they get in bed with the government. Then they really won't care. Twenty three and me. There's a, this is a great Mother's Day uh, gift. Twenty three and me. Do you know your heritage, Stu? I've not done twenty three and me yet. Uh, so I I know some of it. You know from family lore. I know I was. Uh, I, I I did a book called Pow Wow Chow that shows that I was part Native <laughs> no, that American. Was, no, that was uh, Elizabeth Warren. Well, it's it's my it's my heritage. Is it really? Oh no, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I know the basics. I would say, I though I don't know. Like, would you have ever guessed that I am part Native American? No, I would not no. have. Although you do like the Native American uh, clothing and patterns and stuff. When you you know because you design a lot of the studio stuff around here, you see those patterns, and I think maybe it did seep in. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but you can get your health and ancestry kit for your mom for Mother's Day. Twenty three and Me's health and ancestry kit. She can ha see how her genes has have influenced her health and will continue to influence her health there's there's 125 different personal traits that are identified in this health and ancestry kit and some of them can be life-saving 
just um, get this gift for your Mother's Day. Uh, it's not only take care of her health, but it also is something really, really cool for you and mom to go over. I've done this with my own family. Mom can explore where her DNA is from out of 100 regions worldwide. You will learn so much from this and really have fun together. This Mother's Day, get $30 off the 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com slash Beck. This is one of those things you can do together. 23andMe, number 23andMe.com slash Beck. 23andMe.com slash Beck. Offer ends May 13th. I'm going to take Kevin. I want to take Kevin at the top of the uh, hour if we can. Um, he's from Pennsylvania, and uh, he's got a really good point on the border that we need to get to. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes, and I want to give him time to actually uh, talk. And we'll take your phone call too at eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We have to we have to figure out a way to talk about this border and and act on this border using head and heart because as soon as the Democrats uh, figure out a way to get themselves out of it by using heart, uh, they're going to win. They're going to win. They always do. They always do. Even though they cause the problem, all of it. We've got to find a way to make sure that we don't lose the narrative on the evil that is happening now on the border because they don't actually care. They don't care about Americans. They don't care about immigrants. What they care about is their own power. And we know because they're not doing anything to help the border towns and they're not doing anything to help the people that are stuck, you know, at the mercy of these coyotes. And Mexico is going through the same thing. I mean, it's this is a bad, bad situation that I think, unless we act, is going to get much worse. But it's not as bad as Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't uh. know if you, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I'm not going to spoil anything for you except one scene, uh, and uh, and it's not one that's uh, critical to the storyline. It is critical. Uh, this is a huge error. Somebody left a Starbucks cup <laughs> on the table in front of Daenerys, right in front of her. And it is, I mean, it's, I, I watched the episode. I didn't even notice it. When you see it now, you're like, oh my gosh, how did I not see the Starbucks cup? Yeah. And Game of Thrones came out and said there was actually a mistake in the scene. Uh, Daenerys should have had herbal tea instead of coffee. Yeah. It's kind of a funny yeah. way of trying <laughs> right. to get out of it. I mean, look, this stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, the biggest movies of all time, there's errors in them like crazy. Yeah. It's hard to catch all of it. Yeah. But you'd think a coffee cup sitting on a table would be relatively obvious. Probably didn't happen in Winterfell. <laughs> I don't think so. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we uh, have another socialist spotlight. We're going to give you a couple of highlights on it here in just a second. Uh, but we will uh, introduce you to the real Cory Booker, who's not the Cory Booker that is Spartacus, uh, strangely. Also, uh, seemingly not the guy who is just common sense on guns. We'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I can't wait to get in front, in, in, behind the wheel of my truck. Ugh, I've got I've got a great old truck, just a, you know, it's, I don't know, eight years old. It's just a beater old truck, and I love getting to the ranch and just driving my old truck. Now, I don't like fixing my old truck, 
because it still has all of the electronics in it uh, and the electronics go bad. And when the electronics go bad, then you've just got all kinds of trouble and you'll spend a fortune fixing it. I have car shield. My my truck has, you know, about 150,000 miles on it. If you have a, a, a car that has, you know, 5,000, 150,000 miles on it and you don't have a warranty anymore, you need car shield. You'll get extended vehicle protection from car shield. I have it on my trucks and you need it. 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK. We have house insurance. We have medical insurance. You 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 need to have some sort of insurance or extended vehicle protection because fixing your car can wipe you out. I mean, most people don't have five hundred dollars to fix their car. Do you five hundred dollars just boom out of the sky? You have to pay that. How does that affect you? Get Car Shield now. Carshield.com or call one eight hundred car six thousand before the check engine light goes off. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK at carshield.com. Okay, so Cory Booker is, you know, one of these people who's like, I'm just for common sense gun control. That's what I'm for. That's what I'm all about. And yesterday, he made it clear that he's not going to be a thoughts and prayers kind of president. Listen to this. I, I'm going to be a president that, that this is not thoughts and prayers. Faith without works is dead. I'm going to bring a fight to this issue in a comprehensive manner like the NRA has never seen before. There's an urgency in my life that a lot of Americans are feeling who are afraid to go to their houses of worship, afraid to let their kids go to school. There's an urgency that I feel on this issue that is very personal to me, having witnessed uh, uh, the, the consequences of our in action and we are going to fight and we are going to win it's so weird like being sick of prayers is one of the major parties like platforms yeah it's weird i i, it's, I really... it's really interesting to see that they think that's a good point yeah now um remember they're not gonna they're not gonna take your guns here is cory booker on uh are you gonna confiscate guns when I was mayor of the city of Newark, again, I have a record on dealing with gun violence. We, we did a lot of uh, gun buybacks and even other creative ideas that I think uh, we should have uh, uh, when I'm president of the United States. The critical thing is, I think most Americans uh, agree that these weapons of war uh, <laughs> should not be on our streets. But, again, but would, some... you, would you prosecute people? Do you support the government buying them back? And if not, potentially people could go to jail if they don't want to sell them back. Yes or no? Uh, again, we should have a again. law that bans these weapons, and we should have a reasonable period in which people can turn in these weapons. Wait, uh, if they don't. Right now, we have a nation that allows, in streets and communities like mine, these weapons that should not exist. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that they means- do exist, Corey. They do exist, and they will always exist. You just take them out of the hands of good guys who have done it right and the good guys who will actually go turn them in. However, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of good guys that won't turn those guns in. They won't because they will say, I have a constitutional right and you can come take it out of my cold, dead hand. Amend the Constitution if you want to take them away. You want to change it. Change it. That's their first step. You got a lot of steps after that, but your first step is amending that Constitution. You know what? We are so... Look at what they're concentrating on. Look at what they're concentrating on. They're concentrating on something that is a protection uh, uh, from the Constitution, constitutionally protected. And they're talking about, uh, you know, the problems in our cities. Well, some of the problems in our cities are caused by gangs like MS-13. 
And yet you will dismiss those gangs that have killed more people by, what is it, 4.2 times at a 4.2 times faster rate than our kids are getting shot at school. That's MS-13. And you dismiss that. I, I will tell you that uh, things are so out of control and the Democrats are so uh, lost. When you look, and I'm going to go over it here in a second. When you look at Politico, here's how the Democratic candidates stand on the biggest 2020 issues. These are not big issues with the American people. Stacking the court is not a big issue. I don't hear anybody going, you know what we need is I just need a president to stack the court. Well, they do it when Kavanaugh was coming in. This yeah. was their big pitch. They're, they're, it's, no, no. it's at least an appeal to activists on the left. To activists, not mm-hmm. to the average person. Right. You know what I need? I need them to. We just need a president that will enact reparations. We just need a, a president that will support late turn abortions. We need a president that will eliminate the filibuster. The, the things that they're going for are going to look so ridiculous. You just look at the border. We've talked about the border today, and Mercury One needs to help the churches on the borders. These churches and these towns are collapsing. It is so far out of control. These churches don't know what to do. They're having a thousand people dropped off at their doorstep. Every single day, every day, a thousand people are just dropped off. How, how, how are they? How are they supposed to survive? These churches are going to have to close their doors. We've got to help them as we also demand that the Democrats do their damn job. Stop talking about packing the court. Stop talking about taking my guns away. Do your damn job and protect the border. We need to do both. We need to stand up and be very firm. And we also need to help our own American citizens who are drowning because the government's not doing their job. These churches are drowning. If you'd like to help out, mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org, let's help these churches and let's help these, these towns and these communities survive the, gov- the United States government. That's what it is. They have to survive the United States government because the trouble is just being dumped onto their doorstep. What are they going to do? MercuryOne.org. Let me go to Kevin in Pennsylvania quickly. Hello, Kevin. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. It's an honor to talk to you. I was really impressed with your uh, your podcast on socialism the other day. It really, Thank I you. became a Mercury or a. Uh, a a uh, Blaze subscriber after that. Thank Thanks you for that. that. Thank you. No problem. So here's my point on this, and I've, try, I've been trying to get the word out via text message or email or anything to all these candidates ever since 2016. You know, it, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Europe in the mm-hmm. 1890s and the early 1900s had the same problems we're having in Central and South America, except we had a border. It was called the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't have that on the southern border because of land. If the Trump administration and the Republicans would finally message this correctly and say, yes, we do support a land of immigrants because most of us are. I have a grandfather whose mother came through Ellis Island, but they need to sell the points of entry as Ellis Island 
and we have to have a border that yes. funnels everybody to those Ellis Islands. Yes. And if we if we do that, Americans from high school all the way to, you know, their 90s who are voters understand Ellis Island and understand what that history was. If we can link into that, then you're exactly we'll right. Do Kevin, what you you're exactly right. If we would say our border is going to have three points of entry and they are the new Ellis Islands. There's Ellis Island 1, 2, and 3. And if you are coming in, we welcome you. But you have to hit these certain things, and you have to come in through this port of entry. And we're going to treat you just like we treated people with Ellis Island. We're, we gonna, we're, you're going to have to have a sponsor. You're going to have to have some skill. You're going to have to have good health. We can't have you come in if you have all kinds of disease. We are going to require some things, but we want you here. And and Donald Trump kind of said that when he said it's going to be a big, beautiful door. He needs to get past the big, beautiful door description into the rhetoric of Ellis Island. You're exactly right, Kevin. And here's what's going to happen. This is going this is already a humanitarian crisis, but the American people don't know it yet. I'm going down this weekend. I'll be in three different cities this weekend, and I'll I'll bring back the pictures and the stories for you on Monday. But it is already a massive humanitarian crisis that the American people aren't aware of. This is clearly the fault of the Democrats. This is clearly the fault of Congress not doing their job. Donald Trump, you may not like him. You may not have agreed with him. But you have to be blind and self in in in, in imprisoned with self-imposed ignorance if you don't see what's happening right now. So what should we do? We have to heal the heart. We have to go down and see people who are struggling. And I'm not talking about necessarily the people who are coming over only. I'm talking about these towns. These are American towns. Can you imagine your hometown, wherever you grew up? You imagine, I don't care where it is, Boise, Idaho, Mount Vernon, Washington, New Canaan, Connecticut. I don't care where it is. Imagine your town receiving 1,000 refugees, illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, 1,000 of them every single day. How long would your hometown last? How long would your police force be able to survive? How long would the businesses survive? How long would you be willing to and able to give the things out of your own pantry? How long would your before your your church was nothing but a refugee center? That's what's happening to our American towns on the border. Meanwhile, San Francisco, oh no, they don't have a problem. Seattle, they don't have a problem with this. But the little towns on the border are drowning. And we're abandoning these Americans. Well, it doesn't take very long of a town, you know, of 18,000 people. It takes exactly 18 days before your population is exactly the size of the refugee problem. What happens at day 25? 
What happens at day 40 when they now double the size of your population and you have the food and they don't? What do you think happens, America? I'll tell you this, Donald Trump wins in a landslide. And rightly so. But I don't know about you, I don't want that kind of chaos. We have to expose it so people see it now. And so the people in Washington that have been screwing around on this, that they are punished at the polls. They see people see the misery and the destruction that they've caused all for a political point. We all know the Democrats, not all of them, but most of them. We all know they're not for open borders. They've 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 preached that forever. But because now now they're either serving a dark lord master who is unnamed or They're just doing the opposite of Donald Trump. Whatever their reason, now they're like, oh, no, 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 we've got to have open borders. And I don't mean the open borders that we all know the Republicans want. That's that's the that's the political open border that we just kind of look the other way, but we kind of keep it curtailed. I mean, full fledged open. And that's what we have. And millions will come. God help us when the economy goes bad. Please, by the way, help us at mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. We're going to try to help these towns and these churches so they just don't. I mean, how are the police force? How is a police force expected to police Something that's half the size of their own population that they're supposed to take care of. And they don't even know who people are. MercuryOne.org, MercuryOne.org for the crisis on the border, the crisis of a heart. And uh, right to the president, right to the Senate, right to the House and embolden these people to open up the government at the border again. Open it for business. I know they're really super concerned about packing the Supreme Court. You realize what that is? Packing the Supreme Court is, is, is making the Supreme Court into something that it was never intended to be. Another political entity. That's exactly what John Roberts did. John Roberts changed his uh, vote on Obamacare because he wanted to make it happen. So he did a grand deal. And we know that to be true. That's a political body. That's not a, a, a body of justice. That's not a court. That's a political body. <laughs> they worry about packing the Supreme Court and subverting our Constitution Meanwhile, people are suffering and dying at our border. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Gee, Stu, what happens to towns all throughout Texas? I mean, look at, look at Houston. How, what's going to happen to really good towns all in the south when 
you're dumping a hundred, you're dumping a thousand people a day in a small town. Those people eventually go someplace else. What happens? People who can't speak English have have nothing. Have nothing. This is so wrong. Why it's a crisis and why now apparently everyone now is admitting it's a crisis. Uh, all right. American financing. Uh, homes are going fast. Would you please get the um, uh, Jim Acosta? Uh, it's not a crisis. This isn't a humanitarian crisis. Get that. That should be played every day. That dope. All right. Uh, if you're looking to sell your home uh, or to buy a new home, Uh, It is more important than ever to uh, be ready when you're buying because house sales are are up again. And that means you need you could be, especially if you're in Texas or in parts of the South, you'll be in a bidding war. So you need to be pre-qualified as little as 10 minutes with no upfront fees. If you choose American financing, the interest rates are still extremely low, making new mortgage payments affordable. In many cases, it's less than a rent payment. You um, you can go to AmericanFinancing.com right now. I'm sorry, .net, and uh, start your 10-minute approval process. Call them at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net, and get pre-approved for your next home. Mortgage done the right way. AmericanFinancing.net. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So let's look at this, Stu. Here's Politico. Here's Politico. The biggest 2020 issues. Mm -hmm. Where the Democratic candidates stand on the biggest 2020 issue. Supreme Court expansion. Now, don't look at this on, is this a game changer? And yes, if they did it, it would be important. I want to ask you if, to the average voter, this is a big issue right now. Mm -hmm. You know, this one, something they're clamoring for. Supreme Court expansion. I mean, no. No. Right. I mean, only activists. Right legalizing marijuana i mean uh, it's not a i wouldn't say it's a top line issue people generally speaking seem to be for it but that's Uh, about it abolishing the electric electoral college no i mean only democratic activists universal health care i think health care is a big one yeah okay i you know that doesn't mean that they like that solution but taxing yeah taxing the rich Uh, taxes are kind of important yeah okay uh reparations you hear people in the streets clamoring for reparations? No. No. Uh, free college. I mean, college costs are a big issue. Okay. Uh, rejecting super PACs. No. Uh, late-term abortions. People are clamoring to get late-term abortions. No. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a big issue to people who are worried about yeah. it happening. Democrat. But, Democrats? But, no. You think the average person is like, oh, man, we got to, oh, this country's so screwed up. We got to get those late-term abortions locked down. Yeah. And remember, they couldn't find any, one, not even one candidate who would say, I want to limit abortion till the night before birth. They, could, they couldn't even find, they, they've got 21 candidates and they can't find one person in the field That's to diversity. say, eight months and 29 days. None of them can do it. Eliminating the filibuster. I mean, no. no. I, uh, the new Green Deal. I don't know. I mean, certainly we've seen this in poll after poll. If right. you're talking about it as the environment, which is what it's purpo- purported to be about. Right. But it's not. But, but still, the environment is always last or second to last. Right. Climate change, last okay. or second to last when it comes to priorities. 
This is what Politico is reporting, that the Democratic stance is on the biggest 2020 issues. I just gave you what Politico says and the Democrats say are the biggest issues of our day. Those aren't the biggest issues of our day. Those are not the issues that the average person is worried about. And I'm going to tell you what these issues really are all about. Why it is so big to Politico and why it is so big to the Democrats. Next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Also, we have Karen Vaughn. Uh, uh, she's part of the pro-life movement coming up in just a second. First, um, if if you're looking to buy or sell a home, you need the right real estate agent. And that's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. This is your biggest investment ever. Can you imagine you imagine making an investment in anything and it's your biggest investment that you have and then just like, you know, not trusting it to an expert. Just be like, I don't know. I saw this guy's face on a bus board. You imagine that? And that's not what you do. That's that's but that's what we do when we look for a real estate agent. Would you your biggest investment? Would you have a friend go, you know, I got a cousin. He just started doing this. And, you know, maybe he can help you with that. You'd be like, uh, no, thank you. I uh, your cousin doing it part time is not a good idea. But that's what we do again with real estate agents. We need to find the best one to sell a house or to negotiate your new house. That's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. They're going to put you in touch with the right agent in your area, the right one for you. realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Tonight, Cory Booker in the Socialist Spotlight. We've got a whole series of these on every candidate that we're building right now. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm glad you're glad you're here. As we're, I, I want to go to uh, Karen Vaughn here in a second. Um, she is um, part of the pro-life movement, and she's a gold star mother. Um, and uh, and I, I want to talk to her because if we look at if we look at uh, what people are actually talking about, what do people actually care about? Jobs, healthcare, security, education. Stability, civil rights, maybe. You're you're looking at you're looking at Donald Trump on jobs, the number one thing, jobs and the economy. People feel pretty good about that. How are you going to get them over to higher taxes, reparations, uh, rejecting super PACs, uh, full term abortion, the Green New Deal, filibuster? abolishing the electoral college. I mean, they are so far off the mark. They're wrong on just about everything right now. And Cory Booker is just another one of them. And you'll see tonight with, uh, with Cory Booker, uh, tonight at five o'clock, another in our socialist spotlight. And Cory Booker is not exactly Spartacus. And we'll explain tonight. We have uh, Karen Vaughn on with us. She is the mother of a fallen uh, Navy SEAL, Aaron Aaron uh, uh, Carson Vaughn. Uh, he was part of SEAL Team Six. He was killed in in action in Afghanistan uh, when his chopper carrying thirty Americans was was shot from the sky, rushing uh, into battle. 
um, it put Karen on a on a new path, and she's here to to talk to us about it. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? I'm 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 good. Tell me about tell me about how your journey is going. You know, uh, life without a child, after you bury a child, is complicated. It is. There's never a moment where you feel like you've gotten past that, or there's never going to be a door closed on that, and like, oh, that was just a chapter of my life. You struggle every single day just trying to figure out the new normal, and you miss that person every single day of your life. But I, I you think know, God about has been good. <laughs> I think about this Go with ahead, my. I think about this with my kids all the time, especially with them entering teenage years now, and and and. And the suicide rate that's going through the roof with teenagers and I and I just cannot get my arms around what it is like or what it must be like to lose a child. I don't know how I would deal with it. Glenn, you know, there's nobody knows how they would deal with it. I used to think that uh, people who lost a child, surely God only put that on people who weren't that close to their children or didn't really oh have gosh, a real yeah. maternal or, or paternal instinct. Because I thought, how could anybody that felt like I did about my kids, you know, coached them in their peewee baseball leagues and basketball leagues and, you know, went to church with them, you know, every every time the doors open and led their youth groups. And, you know, I just thought that couldn't happen to someone like me because I couldn't survive it. But the truth is, is that we're all very, very much stronger than we think we are and we can get through anything as you've proven time and time again glenn you know we're we're strong people and and it's always mind over matter right when when struggles or you know attacks from people or different things pop up in our lives we we figure out a way to overcome them because we're made a lot tougher than we think we are so so that's how you get through it just one day at a time and and you keep figuring it out you know so you've done the um moms for america and the moms march movement is really kind of your what your your um, yeah hole well, filler. So, you know, oh, you know what it is is here it here it is. It's simple for me and Glenn. I I don't know if you remember we got to talk uh, back in 2017 when I released my book about Aaron World Changer and mm-hmm. I got to sit with you in your studio for an hour and do your show and you know I just love chatting with you because you've been a victor for America. You you started a revolution about exposing the dangers that were threatening our society. And I want you to know, I said this to you before, but I want you to know that my son, who was a, a big, badass, tough Navy SEAL, member of SEAL Team 6, thought you were the greatest thing that ever mm. came to Amer- into America's existence. And God I want you him. to know our family has honored your sacrifice and your service. But here's what happened to me is after Aaron died, I realized that I could no longer sit on the sidelines and watch other people protect and defend this nation. He fought for it and he died for it on foreign soil, but we are being destroyed, as you've said, so adequately and so many times from within. And so if we're willing to send our sons and daughters to foreign nations to die to protect us from threats over there, then what the heck are we doing if we don't also fight what's happening inside our own government to make sure that that America is not demolished from within? And so that's why my husband and I both got up and we straightened our backs and we straightened our knees and we said, you know what, till the day we die, till we draw our last breath, we will not allow his sacrifice to be wasted. And we won't allow the pain we've experienced to be wasted. We are fighting for the sovereignty of our nation. It is an all-out war in every way. And, you know, you mentioned, and I don't want to drag this out, but you mentioned suicide rates. 
why, I mean, is there any, is there any reason that any of us who are paying attention to our culture don't understand? We absolutely understand why suicide rates are so high. We've completely disrespected the value of life. We've put things in front of our children that never should have been in front of our children. We've, we've shoved ideologies down their throats saying that people have no value. Glenn, just on and on it goes. And, and I, I don't know how somebody loses a child to suicide. My, my walk has been very different. You know, it's been a walk of, of pride with a straight back and, you know, a son who died fighting for his nation, all those valiant things. But I'm not without the thought sometimes, what if he hadn't died in battle and he'd come back here and been treated the way so many veterans have been treated in our society and he died by suicide later on. Those thoughts have crossed my mind. If he felt that hopelessness in this society that that left him and abandoned him after he gave so much for it, which is, you know, which is just another facet of what we're experiencing. So that's why I joined an, an organization called Moms for America. We are fighting for the sovereignty of our nation, and we are a national movement of moms who are out there to reclaim our culture for truth, family, and freedom. That's our motto, and that's what we're doing in every single way so we possibly can. Th- this, is the, this was the number one target, and, and the culture has been lost, and it, it needs to right. uh, be uh, rejuvenated, but it, it truly has been lost. Uh, so I know you were just down on the border. We were talking about this just a minute ago. Imagine how, imagine how uh, abandoned you will you would feel if the United States government was bringing a bus to your small town and dropping a thousand people off every single day. We we have made two trips to the border and we have talked to moms and dads and kids that are living in those situations. Glenn, they are terrified for their life. And when did it become okay in our society to allow women and children to be the front line of defense for our nation? It is completely unacceptable. And then you talk to the to the border security agents down there that are completely overwhelmed by what's happening. And then you still have people like Nancy Pelosi hiding behind her walls, saying that walls are you know that walls are something we should be ashamed of wanting. It, it is we've been to D.C. over and over again. We've we've tried to reason with these legislators. And, you know, Glenn, the thing is, is we've realized this and this this was hard for me to come to the conclusion of. But we have realized that America will not be won by legislators in Washington, D.C. It won't. It won't. America will be restored at the dining room table. That's where it will be restored. And in the classrooms across this country, just the other night, I had the privilege of speaking at a Hillsdale, Hillsdale College has charter schools going in across the country mm. where, uh, you know, they are, they are refusing to teach revisionist history and the children's reading uh, assignments will be straight from the Constitution, not somebody's take on the Constitution. And, you know, this is the way that we'll regain our culture and we'll regain the sovereignty of who we are and start when we start educating the next generation about the greatness of America, instead of focusing on all of our failures, and there have been, we both know that there have been failures, but but we're crying out loud, where else in the world are they beating down the gates to get in because they're so horrible, right? I mean, if we're so horrible, why is everybody trying to come to America? And we both know the answer to that, because we're free. Because brave men like my son and 1.3 million others have laid down their lives to protect the sovereignty of this nation. And again, moms across this nation are rising up. We did a State of the Union address when Nancy Pelosi played her little tricks with Donald Trump and all that went sideways. On that night, Moms for America brought women from across the country, and we held our own State of the Union. And, you know, by the end of that address, we had 1.4 million moms who were signing on saying, I want to be part of this movement because moms are starving for leadership because they know what's happened to their children in the classroom 
and and they just need somebody to to pal up with them and say we can fight this battle together but you got to have people on your right and left and on your six we all know that instinctively so that's what we're trying to do i will tell you um karen i'm not a mom i'm a dad and I feel so overwhelmed when I get home. I mean, I, Tanya and I just talked about this just the other night. We were having a, we're, we're just, we've got a, a family crisis that we're dealing with right now. And I said, honey, I, I don't, I honestly don't, I'm going to explode. I don't know how to yeah. deal with the, you know, hey, can you think about how we're going to save the country, uh, you know, for, for 12 hours a day and then how are you going to save your family for the other 12 hours a day i i just i don't i'm overwhelmed and i think everybody feels this way everybody feels yeah. this way you're right you're right we're hearing that over and over again and even even people on the left have come to us and said you know what we're tired of the bickering we're tired of the fighting we're tired of the lack of civility and you're right glenn you shouldn't have to fight for the country all day then go home and fight for your family because there should be a country instilling the values in your family to keep you from having to fight that battle constantly but we're failing and that's where we have totally failed and you know we've let people take this culture from us this culture of goodness of right behavior of kindness of biblical principles i mean go figure right you know so karen talk to the person talk talk to the person who is you know just drop the kids off and they are relating to what both of us are saying where do they start what do you do what do you do I, i tell you what that where i am right now is join us moms for america we have got so many programs for you to get involved in if you want to get in the fight We've got ways for you to get in the fight right now. I don't know if there's any Gold Star family members out there listening, people who have lost a, a child or a spouse or a parent to this war like me. But we're we're mounting a gigantic movement to Washington, D.C. as we speak of Gold Star families, where we are going to stand up and lock arms on the steps of the Capitol and say that we strengthen our resolve that America will never be a socialist government. We're doing things like that. We're doing these trips to the border where we're seeing firsthand what's happening to the families across this nation. We've got we've got uh, groups of moms meeting across the country. We've got, I don't know, probably, I, I don't even know what the number is now, thousands of women meeting across the country in small groups in their homes, studying the Constitution, studying how to bring these principles back into their home that have been so lost in our culture. So there are just myriad ways that people can get involved at Moms for America. We've tried to make this very broad. And Glenn, like you said, you're a dad. It's not just for moms. If you want to, if you want to instill these values in your family members as well, and you want to spread this message of hope across America again, we don't care if you're a mom, a dad, if you've never had a child, we want you to lock arms with us and say, not on our watch, not in this generation. So Go to our website, momsforamerica.us, or you can find us on Facebook at Moms for America or Moms March for America, where we have both of those pages, and we would be honored for anybody to join forces with us. We are mounting a massive movement here, and we are going to reclaim our culture. Karen, you give me hope. <laughs> give me well, hope. Let me tell you something, Glenn. You gave me hope for a long time, and, uh, and you know what? It's my time to stand up and fight. And I I say this all the time. 
I am no longer willing to accept the things I cannot change, Glenn. I am changing the things I cannot accept, and I cannot accept what's happening in our culture. I can't accept the culture of weakness, where where kids are so weak these days that they don't have they don't feel like there's any options for them but to be crippled citizens. No, no, we need to raise a new generation of fire-breathing children who will change the world. And that's what we can do when we join together and share our energy and our, and our thoughts. So, The website where you can find her is officialkarenvaughn.com. Uh, the name of, of her book uh, is World Changer. You can uh, also join her uh, at momsforamerica.us. Karen, it's been too long since you've been on the show. Let's not wait this long again. Thank you. I'd love to talk again soon. You have a wonderful day. God bless. Karen Vaughn. All right. Sponsor this half hour is uh, Goldline. Uh, Stu, did you figure this out for me? Did you figure out? Yeah. These are these are uh, eight grams of gold. They came out uh, in 1881. Uh, so each of these coins were five dollars at the time. How much? If if just in the weight in gold, not because they're old or anything, just in the weight of gold, how much are these now worth? About eighty times as much. So about four hundred dollars per coin. Four hundred dollars. That's inflation. That's inflation. This is why, oh, you know, gold is a really, really, this is just inflation. Gold is worth so much. It was $5 on the face. Now it should say $400. The, the government is moving towards a new monetary policy where they will inflate the money to get out. Uh, and it is this new monetary policy that is truly the definition of insanity. Stu, is this not everything that they did in the Weimar Republic, everything that we warned that they, they could not do, but they said, oh, we'll never do that, but they've just repackaged the Weimar Republic Print your way out of it. Yeah, that's the new. That's the way they're going now. Modern monetary theory. And, it is. Uh, it's growing crazy. in popularity, and they're doing a version of it already. It doesn't yes. have to be implemented as some new theory. They're already doing it. It is crazy. That's why right now there's a couple of things from Goldline. Uh, you can get their um, their silver, uh, which is printed by the Royal Canadian Mint, or shouldn't they printed minted. Uh, and it is great. It's like a credit card size, and you can take it in silver. You also have the uh, the gold that they are um, making available now. Uh, in fact, right now, the gold is, I think, in their final uh, final days, there's just very little of it left from the Canadian Mint. Get it now. Their legal tender bar at Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck.